girl Natasha and Mr. K. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. And we cannot thank you enough for tuning into our third episode of our brand new podcast. Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other, with you, so that you too can be woke and free. And we are talking about everything and anything that's important to us, important to you, important to the world, and absolutely nothing is off the table. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining in for our third episode. And today we will be talking about the end of the world. So no, we're not going to be predicting it. I don't feel like turning into the Oracle today. So you're not a seer then? You know, Maybe not for today. Maybe tomorrow try me. You know, I, you never know. Okay. <laughs> but I I do find it fascinating. And then we talked about that this seemed like a topic that was on a lot of people's minds because we have a lot of television, a lot of movies, a lot of content surrounding this phenomenon. And I'm not sure why. And every single year it, it keeps coming up and rearing its really scary head. So <laughs> I figured... Why not? Let's be let's be real. Let's be woke and uh, talk about this. So, what do you need to do? First, tune in and listen to the entire episode. Second, share the episode with your friends, your family. Make sure you subscribe to Woken Free on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and uh, you know, make sure that you also share your thoughts with us because you might have feelings and commentary about this episode, about what we're gonna be talking about for our upcoming episodes, and let's us have this be a two-way street. We wanna understand what what pisses you off, what makes you excited, and uh, let's just get the conversation going. So I think, Khalil, you wanted to share something, right? Yeah, so before we start each episode, I'd like to dive into a little bit more information about one another. So this week, I thought that we should name one superpower that we would want and why. <laughs> So me personally, I'm a big fan of anything science fiction, including mm -hmm. comics. Now there's all sorts of powers one can have. You can be invulnerable, you can have incredible strength, mm -hmm. speed, uh, but those powers to me, they're not very distinct. I mean, I can be strong like Superman, but there's nothing to really develop there. There's not much. <laughs> I mean, you're just, you can do everything, you know, you're unstoppable basically. Very nice. So you know what? My favorite power comes from the Marvel superhero Magneto. So I don't know if all of you know him. I mean, he's popular because of the X-Men movies, you know, those have been pretty popular recently, but he has the power to manipulate metal. How cool is that? Very cool. Metal's all around us. The Earth's core is molten metal. Even within us, there's a form of metal in the form of iron. So if I had this power, I could control everything around me with ease. I could develop this power enough where I could deflect metal, so I'd even be bulletproof. <laughs> You're not already bulletproof, Khalil? Not yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> gotcha. So eventually I'd even learn to create robot minions to fetch me drinks from the fridge. The most important thing, by the way. I can't. Okay, Khalil. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, the, the one downside is that uh, plastic substances, yeah, that'd be out of my control. You know, I couldn't really do much with that, so... Mm -hmm. I'd be kind of screwed there, to be honest. But metal's everywhere, so I think I'm all right with just controlling metal, and that that's all I really need. That, that'd be my power. Gotcha. Bravo to my super aggressive husband once again. 
<laughs> I know, fetching drinks from the fridge was very aggressive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I would say recently, actually, I talked about this idea on Dressing Room 8. And uh, for me, a, a very cool, super human strength also is very much inspired from the Marvel comics. Uh, I've always really loved Storm and her ability to control weather. I think, you know, that's awesome. You pissed her off and she electrocutes you. That's kind of like gangster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but not that I'm saying I want to electro electrocute someone. Uh, maybe. No, I'm kidding. Um, wow. I think that's not aggressive. <laughs> Keep it at 100. Um, for me, I think the, the number one super human strength or power that I'd want would be to be faster than the speed of light, just because I think that that's just really cool to be able to get a lot of stuff done faster than anyone else and uh, possibly maybe travel so fast that I could travel to the future because I'm moving faster than the speed of light, if that like makes sense in your mind it made sense in my mind when I well you, you, you'd probably have a better chance of traveling into the past to be honest interesting I, mean, I think that's another episode maybe but yeah we'll get into that <laughs> another time of how moving really fast affects time okay gotcha all right so now that we've uh, fully scared our audience I think it's <laughs> more than sufficient time to to get into this this phenomenon the end of the world which our powers would actually help with you know true very true so that we're all on the same page here what what does that mean when, when someone says the end of the world i wanted us all to be woke and free right so to do that you have to understand what a concept is and thank you wikipedia for <laughs> providing wiki 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 what <laughs> your insight uh According to Wikipedia, there's been several predictions about this, this phenomenon. Uh, according to Isaac Newton, for 2060, that's the date he identifies as when the world will end. According to the research of the Bible, Jesus will rapture his church, one jubilee from the time of Israel, reacquiring Jerusalem. Now, I think that apple might have hit Isaac Newton on the head a little bit too hard. Mm. when he came up with this research of his and, yeah. i mean that's i just i kind of don't understand this one but mm -hmm. that's that's just from my perspective that one yeah let's just mull it over and think about it for a little bit you know what i'm just gonna i gotta say this to isaac newton um stick to gravity i know you're not around now but you know let, let's stick to the the actual factual at least in your mind science you got some things right but i don't know this reach research of yours I don't think it cuts it. You're going to have people coming for you, Khalil. Uh, <laughs> the next uh, prediction is actually by uh, an interesting Swedish philosopher. His name is Nick Bostrom. He says 500,000 years from now, the Earth will likely have been hit by an asteroid of a roughly one kilometer in diameter during this period, assuming it cannot be averted. So interesting we're just gonna all blow up it's kind of like land before time right when yeah <laughs> and we're gonna be like little foot with our like our little leaf and we're gonna be <laughs> walking and trying to find mother and then it's gonna be sad it's gonna be a little rough <laughs> say. it won't be comfortable but i know there'll be those people who wear their shorts still and then flip-flops 
I can't. Um, for me, I would say, okay, when someone says the end of the world, for me, what I what I instantly think is there's no internet, there's no Instagram, there's no Facebook, there's no Snapchat, there's no Starbucks, there's no pe there's no people, there's no puppies, there's no kitties. Uh, it's just pure madness and uh, something that's not super fun. Yeah, the end of the world, it's really about life as we know it coming to an end. The <laughs> Earth existed long before people, and it'll be here long after. After we've left the planet, hopefully. Mm. End of the world is technically a figure of speech. The end of the Earth would probably happen once the sun expands to annihilate it in about, I don't know, 7 billion years or so. Interesting. So we have a very long time here, you're saying. The planet does. Gotcha. That's what I'll say. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. So in, act in actuality, the end of the world is a very serious matter. It's not really a joking situation despite our constant laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I think is funny is that we won't stop talking about it. We are slightly obsessed about it. And if you don't believe me, let's, let's talk about some facts. Let's get woke and free. So according to Ranker.com, thank you for sharing uh, this list of best apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic TV shows. People are loving The 100, The, okay. the Walking Dead. Fan favorite. Mm -hmm. Jericho, Revolution, Falling Skies. We actually checked that one out. That was fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Last Ship, Fear hmm. of the Walking Dead. Okay. Make that money. Colony, yeah. <laughs> the strain. If you're squeamish, don't check out the strain. Oh yeah, that one's. Ooh, that's different. Uh, the, the the show called Zoo, it, and that one was we checked that out. We're we're behind on that one as well. Yeah. Way behind on Zoo. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on and on and on. And if you still don't believe, okay, fine, Natasha. There's a couple of TV shows you mentioned. Let's get into movies. So thank you, illusion.scene360.com for sharing some apocalyptic movies from 2016 to 2017. What do we have? We have a movie called Pandemic, directed by John Suits. It gives you a front row seat to the zombie apocalypse that's set in Los Angeles. A doctor is sent on a mission to retrieve a lost medical unit. What they find out there is there's carnage and mayhem everywhere. Not a good time. Doesn't sound fun. Uh, we have... Should you bring your kids there? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right. No kids then. <laughs> Leave the kids at home for this one. Yeah, no, he did say a zombie apocalypse, uh, you know, amusement park. <laughs> I think they have that, though. I think they have, like, those zombie runs or something. That I'm sure there's got to be some zombie amusement park somewhere, though. If not, like, that's an amazing I mean, we got idea, our... and we should just do it. We so. have to check that out. <laughs> we'll get back We'll get back to you guys about that. That's too funny. Uh, there's also the, does every, did everyone see 10 Cloverfield Lane? That movie was the pseudo-sequel to the 2008 film Cloverfield, which we absolutely love. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I wanted, I, I actually want to check out the sequel. The original was really good. Mm -hmm. It had a nice artistic edge to it, and they actually used a standard video camera to film most of the movie, so mm -hmm. it get, it's, you know, it's a little gritty and realistic. It's, it's definitely a good one to check out, the original absolutely. Cloverfield. 
So the, the second one's probably good too, hopefully. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they say that it's, this is a movie that mixes the post-apocalypse genre with psychology and the terror of paranoia. So that oh, sounds okay. fun if you're into that. Wow. <laughs> there was also the movie The Fifth Wave. That was where the UFOs appeared and we had these like unseen aliens exterminating human life and there were all these different electromagnetic pulses that were shutting off things like electricity and then we had a series of earthquakes and tsunamis and it went on and on. Clearly fifth wave, the name spoke for itself. It waves was... and waves of aliens <laughs> invading. Yep, kind of like the Alien Vaders game. I don't know the song to it, but you probably remember the music that played when you played that arcade game. I don't, I don't remember, and you I don't know if you no, remember. No, you're talking to the audience on that one. Yeah, you don't know Space Invaders, <laughs> do you? <laughs> but it, it had its music, and I guess if you're old enough, you know the music to Space Invaders. I don't, I can't remember it exactly. Okay, gotcha. But you had waves and waves of little aliens that came down the screen. You know, mm. Do you know the game I'm talking about, or you don't even... Is it like the centipede? <laughs> no, it's not centipede. Okay. No, it's a lot different. I had to show oh. you, but you had, oh, you had three rows. Oh, I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yes, 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 yes. I did enjoy okay. that game. Yeah, yes. so they come down the screen and you have to blast them away with your yes. little spaceship. Oh, and if they touch yes. you, you lose your life and you yes. start again. Yes, and, and they were just little that. army people, right? Um, No. It was all aliens. It was just no, aliens when you that were come shooting. down to... Oh, that they didn't interact. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different game. Yeah, that's a different. You know what game it is, but I have to show you. It's one. Of, it's it's a pretty famous game. I think all of our audience knows the game at least. Oh, okay, interesting. But I'll I'll show you know it. You just might not know the name. I'll show it to you. Okay, <laughs> audience, if you do know it and you're like Natasha, get it together. You know, send me an image or something <laughs> no, on Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Let me know. Uh, I need to be woken free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, how about the movie Refugee? This was uh, directed by Andrew Robertson. It's a post-apocalyptic landscape. According to the Illusion.Scene360, they claim it's kind of a post-apocalyptic landscape is a bit of a depressing one. It's filled with gray skies and perpetual hunger and baseball-wielding maniacs who pillage and murder other survivors. That sounds uh, like the American Nightmare. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, there's baseball, and then there's pillaging and murder. I, that sounds sad. I don't I don't think that's the American dream, though. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> there's this other movie called Train to Busan. It's more apocalyptic and then post-apocalyptic. It gives us a good look of kind of the end-of-day scenario in a span of one train ride. A country unravels into a bloodbath garrison state that lies to and exterminates its citizens. Garrison state? Is that is that something like a like a soldier state, like a state that's run by the militia? Let us know. I, I think so, right? Cuz I I don't I don't recognize garrison state. Interesting. I, I think that's I think soldier run state probably is what you're referring to. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I haven't seen the movie, but it's it, it seems interesting, I guess. Mm. Again, if you're into death and horror and screaming, it's, you know, quite the party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one that everyone should definitely know is the Resident Evil series. And in addition to that most recent one that they had, the final chapter, where we definitely love, love, love this series. Uh, 
you can't help but want to just see Alice, the gunslinging heroine, just be badass and just beat zombies and mutants and, and 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 all these different types of creatures, especially that last one. I don't even know if there were names for some of the creatures. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there like a dinosaur bird or something that was... Yeah, it had like a pterodactyl yeah, it in was, there. I, I don't remember that in Jurassic <laughs> they, Park. They got... <laughs> They took they took a lot of liberties with the with the movies I'd say I mean they're based off the games mm-hmm. but mostly in name I would say because the movies they definitely went in some different directions there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, but I heard about the books I heard were really good as well. Maybe that creature was from the book or something. Maybe it was. It just the the one thing I'll say though is it 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 doesn't seem too realistic to be honest. It doesn't seem like something that would actually happen. Just just as the movies were showing, it was a little bit. It was very like superheroish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was it was a little bit much there, I would say. Gotcha. They kind of they kind of like deviated from the original, the the first Resident Evil movie that I know is like a that's a fan favorite cult mm-hmm. favorite hit. Mm-hmm. The, the other ones are a little bit different, I'd say, and kind of an acquired taste. Gotcha. But you should if you're a fan of Resident Evil, you should definitely see all of them. You just mm-hmm. you have to do it. It's, you know, finish off with the final chapter, Absolutely. close that book, and just see how they close how they finish the story off mm-hmm. i love that you said the end of the world movies is is not real enough that, that's yeah. like, awesome. like it's, it just doesn't seem real <laughs> yeah well when you see movies you know the thing is they make you suspend your belief but if they go a little bit too far you kind of just get out of it and you're just put off by the rest of it so they got it you got to be careful it's like a you got to have a balance between fake and real mm-hmm. is what i mm-hmm. think Okay. I mean, if it gets too fake, the audience, they, they won't relate with it, and they'll just be kind of put off by it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be very careful on what the type of scenes you sh- you show and the kind of special effects you use and the creatures you throw in there. Because mm-hmm. I, I know, yeah, technically, you shouldn't... Any of these creatures are probably fake, but you, you can still make them kind of realistic. I mean, you mm-hmm. can make it like maybe some weird science experiment went wrong and mm-hmm. this creature came out and it might be believable because it looks kind of like an animal we've seen or it looks kind of human mm-hmm. you know things like that but sometimes these movies go way over the top where it's just absurd mm-hmm. and you know that creature can never exist it just doesn't make sense it physically can't exist like its head is so big that it couldn't move around things like that gotcha gotcha i think if my dad was tuning in he would definitely agree as we <laughs> all go to movies together oh, well, yeah. and he's like oh, how can you shoot the metal against the metal or the this oh, against the oh boy yeah oh, boy. <laughs> so guys movie producers tv producers remember we got to still keep it a little bit real <laughs> even in our fantasies yeah let's have a let's have a squidge a little a little, little smooch bit. Gotcha. A smooch of like realisticness, just a little a bit. Just a little bit, just top it off. With yeah, a just bit. A t- maybe okay. a little bit, sp- sprinkle off with some real stuff, you know. Gotcha. Okay. Now going, if we go, we went, you know, uh, for this past couple, uh, this past year. But even let's go back a little bit. We all remember Independence Day, right? End of Days. Love you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, the Terminator series. How about The Matrix? That constitutes end of the world movie as well, guys. Uh, how about World War Z? Brad Pitt, so dope, wow. so dope in yeah, that film. The movie was so much different than the book, too. A mm-hmm, lot different. Mm-hmm. Or even if you want to do a contrast between movie and book, 
I am legend. Completely different. Yes, completely different. <laughs> I am legend was based off a completely different book. Hey, but Will Smith rocked that. Rocked that role and uh, you know, the dog dying though. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the dog dies. Sasha, right? That kills me. That the movie it was uh, but that killed me. <laughs> Sorry if, if you haven't seen the movie, but you should also see it. Yes, yes, it's, it's yes. Definitely, yes. this is a good movie by Will Smith. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something definitely. to see. Definitely. So, you know, again, if we have film and TVs that are being produced over each and every year that are speaking to this, like, what is the bigger picture about this? Like, what, what does this really mean? You know, I think the obvious thing is these movies are really easy sells. Mm-hmm. So many people go out and see them, and, you know, they do wonders in the weekend box office. Mm -hmm. They just sell so many tickets and make so much money. You know, I think part of the draw is that people can see themselves in the movies. Mm. They can see themselves on the screen and think, hey, if I was there, this is what I would do. You know, they picture themselves in their head being that character. Mm. You know, there's even reality shows like Doomsday Preppers on National Geographic mm -hmm. that gives a glimpse into how far people actually go to be prepared. I don't think most people are like that, mm -hmm. like having underground bunkers and things. Okay. But some people do go bananas, and they'll have food stocked for, like, a year. Okay. okay. So, you know, a question I wanted to ask is, is it bad to focus on this in the entertainment industry? You know, I think that it's obviously something that's on the minds of many creative people as well as, yeah, maybe from a financial perspective. If there's money to be had on a certain type of uh, concept, they're going to, like you're saying, they're going to do it over and over again. But I am a firm and strong believer in the fact that you attract what you think about. So if we as a society continue to produce more content that's focused on the apocalypse, then all that we're doing is sending a very clear message to the universe that we are not only curious about this subject and this concept, but we very much are desiring the end of the world. <laughs> and is that, I, I don't really think that's the message we should be putting out there, but that's what I, I think we're really doing. So it is a bad idea. All right, so I kind of contrast with your point of view on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think to some degree it's actually good mm -hmm. because, like I said earlier, the world will come to an end. Mm -hmm. But even before that, people may face devastating situations. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of the movies, like I was saying before, are kind of fake. But sometimes that sprinkle of reality can actually help. Mm -hmm. You know, although it might not be true to reality, it makes people think at least what would they do in a crisis it mm. gets them thinking like they might have like a backup plan or okay. a they'll think of places that they'll meet with friends and families mm -hmm. you know it, it'll it just gets them thinking if the world was going to end today what would i do mm -hmm. so i think that could be a good point that the that we're focusing on this mm -hmm. at least the entertainment industry okay so an another thing to uh, question to think about is if the end of the world happened would people even be ready, like realistically? So my answer is definitely no. Uh, if you have watched The Walking Dead, it is quite clear to me that people would really struggle with just like this fake idea of a zombie apocalypse. And I really doubt that we'd be in a better position if we were dealing with the actual reality of the end of the world. So I, I think that we would struggle in trying to be 
clear and honest with each other as to what are the appropriate actions to take. I think that people would take advantage. I think people would indulge in mass murder and uh, horror all day, every day, because that is, you know, when, when you're in chaos, then you have chaotic behavior. Yeah, yeah, I agree that, you know, most people wouldn't actually be ready. Most of us actually rely on being connected to the internet 24-7. You know, our phones are IVs that continuously give us that fix. If doomsday happens, you bet cell phones wouldn't be reliable, and they'd eventually stop working. Many people would have issues leaving their state, because guess what? Navigation would stop eventually working as well. Mm. If you don't have a bunker buried deep in the ground in your backyard, you probably aren't ready for the end of the world. Mm. So now, it's actually funny because you brought up video games earlier, so we talked about TV and movies, but is there a prevalence of the end of the world themes when it comes to the gaming world? There's a couple uh, games that I can think of off the top of my head that are focused on the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You've got The Last of Us, uh, Fallout, Left 4 Dead, Life is Strange, The Last Guy, Resident mm -hmm. Evil, which mm -hmm. we mentioned before, Dying Light, and Flappy Bird. Just kidding. Flappy Bird's <laughs> not an end of the world game. Oh, really? Oh, okay. No, it, it's, it's not. Is it in the production? Like, are you announcing something? No, you, 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 don't, you don't remember what Flappy Bird is? Is it the Angry Bird situation? No, it was the crazy, it was that crazy addictive game that the guy came out with and he took off the app store because he said it was too addicting and millions and millions of people downloaded it and he made the game in under one hour oh all you did is tap so he was so the premise of the game was mm -hmm. to get this bird to fly through like the the plumber pipes in the mario games mm -hmm. so all you had to do was tap the screen and the bird would flap his wings okay. but it used like really fake physics so it was very hard to play Okay. So you keep tapping the screen and the bird will flap and try to make it through the pipes that are continuously scrolling from, um, what is it, from the right side of the screen. So that, oh. that was Flappy Bird. Okay. But that's not an end of the world game. I just threw that in there to, to see what you would, okay. if you would catch it. Gotcha. Okay. So now if, if we did have the end of the world, how would you, like, how do you even, like, how would we prepare for something like that? So to me, it's about the essentials. Mm -hmm. You must, you gotta have water, food, and shelter, mm -hmm. and I think that's the order of importance as well. So you, so to make sure um, I can disinfect dirty water and also keep warm, I would have matches with me and some lighters. Mm. I'd also have a nice pair of comfortable boots, a couple of tarps, which is enough to move quickly and build a makeshift shelter anywhere. Okay. At least for places that aren't too cold. Mm -hmm. The tarps also prevent me from getting wet during bad weather, which could lead to getting a cold. Mm. And, you know, getting sick during this time could be fatal, so it's best to avoid it. Gotcha. I'd have some rice, some canned food, not much else. You know, because I, I, either way, after after a couple of weeks, I just have to search for some food. I mean, mm. you don't want to, I, I wouldn't want to have too much on me. Okay. I, I'll just, I'll search for it. So, so you would just have a backpack of stuff on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking realistically of what I could uh, fit in a backpack. Oh. So it would be nice to have. I don't have it. Would be some MREs or meals ready to eat. Mm. And you can actually buy these online for a couple hundreds of dollars. And you know I'm considering doing that in the future. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, hubby. <laughs> it's. I think it. You never know. 
You can hey, you can eat that when your fridge when there's nothing in your fridge too. It's like what are we eating? It's a Friday night. Am I getting pizza or am I having me an MRE? Okay, so are we planning for abundance or are we pla- planning for devastation? <laughs> hey, we're planning for just forgetfulness. You might have forgot to go to the grocery store or something, and you just grab Blaine your MRE. the wife here. Ugh, what happened to the feminist husband I had? Who's that? Okay, okay, sir. Okay, so for me, I would have I would have the essentials. I would have lip gloss. I'd have water. I'd have tons of clothes. I'd have band-aids, Neosporin. Hey, Neosporin. I would have face pads, makeup remover, because, listen, you got to still be cute. Uh, <laughs> those are the essentials. No, I mean, I don't know. I think, to be honest, to be prepared for the end of the world, I would want to do some reading, some research. I'd have to figure out what would be the best plan of action, but I do think beauty and fashion is a part of that. I would like that you said comfortable shoes. I, uh, I'd add that to my list, too. They should be, like, boot types though you you, you don't oh, want okay. you don't want something that if it gets wet it's going to be soggy and nasty and you're gonna have to throw it out you need something a little bit durable so something some type of kind of like hiking shoes or mm-hmm. it, it can't just be comfortable it needs to have some grip because mm. imagine if you're going through forests and things you don't want just sneakers that are just going to get wet and you know uh soggy it's it's, it's not what you want to do so you mm-hmm. need some sort of like hiking sort of boots that are still comfortable Okay. And and, and mm-hmm. preferably you want them to be waterproof too. That would be helpful. Man, I feel like we could talk about this for like 30 hours instead of 30 minutes. I think that this, we might have to have a part two or part three even to this uh, because there, I think there are other things that I know I definitely wanted to talk about, but I think we have to, we have to, let, let's hear from our audience a bit more on this. What would you guys do if we had the end of the world? Hopefully not tomorrow. I mean, like I want Starbucks. So. What would you do? <laughs> you know that song. I can't. Okay. You know that song. Um, so yes, audience, what would you do if the end of the world was happening? What's the first thing that you're gonna do? Are you are you two sitting in your home watching all of these end of the world movies, obsessing like everyone else? Like, what are you doing about this? And uh, how do you feel about us? And let us know on uh, WokenFree.com because we want to hear your thoughts. We want to know what's going through your head about this and so much more. And we really appreciate you tuning in to our third episode of Woken Free. Oh my. (laughs) I think you're trying to bring the end of the world uh, (laughs) earlier with that one, Khalil. (laughs) Possibly. So uh, again... Do you think uh, I should uh, keep them hanging or uh, we should talk about what's coming next? (laughs) Our next episode, we'll be talking about ding, ding, men and women. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Recently, I uh, was on Facebook and a friend of mine posted something that was very interesting, a very interesting question about whether or not we need permission from our partner significant person in our lives to make a drastic change to our body. And I told her this was coming down to Woken Free and I was absolutely serious. So do you need permission from your loved one, uh, particularly boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, you know, boo, however you wanna claim your person, do you need their thoughts (laughs) bae all of that right all of that stuff so 
We want to know. We definitely have opinions on it uh, as married people. <laughs> but, definitely. Uh, we want to know. So let us know at WokenFree.com. Hit us up on, on social at WokenFree. And uh, we just can't thank you enough. See you next time.